Unbecoming of Age, the podcast. A cautionary tale. Listen to what they say, then do the opposite. Your hosts, Colin Flynn and John M. Craig. Thank you for joining us. Episode 193, Unbecoming of Age, the podcast. We are two guys that met on social media. We have never laid eyes on each other in real life. I live in Iowa. My name is Colin Flynn, and my co-host is Mr. John M. Craig. And I live in Redback, New Jersey, and I am using a shout um, wipe to get blood out of my white shirt. Yikes. So, right now, uh, it's, been a, it's been a week. I know in the world it's been a big, big, there's a lot going on out there, but in my dumb little world, I got stupid. Got a lot of dumb. How you doing? How's your world? <laughs> sorry, sorry. I'm, 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 I'm literally. I just happened. I, I blood from my middle finger on my shirt. You, okay. How, I'm just trying you, to trying to figure it all out. I, uh, I mean, it's not a mystery. I mean, I could share. I don't know. I don't know if I want to just jump right into it. Well, um, in today's world, you can't say I'm bleeding, and uh, you know, I've got I've got issues like that without probably you know giving just a little explanation, maybe. Just all right, I'll know. give a little, a little, a little. I'll do my best. So one of the things, you know, we haven't done this in about a week, week and a half, I guess, maybe. I don't remember, um, but I uh, since then I picked up some gig work. You know, you know that I'm I I, I was signed up to d- deliver for Amazon Flex, right? as you know and uh, I signed up for that in 2018 had not done it in the beginning of 2018 I had not done it since October 2018 because as you know and anyone who listens to the show on a regular basis knows that I had been driving vans on movies and TV shows so uh, considering that I've uh, been struggling to collect unemployment whatever I was realized you know what there is a play I can do this right and so I started to do it and deliver uh, out of a local Whole Foods that's 25, 30 minutes away in Wall, New Jersey. Well, that's what I was going to talk about. And, you know, I was like, oh, I'm doing this thing and here's what's going on. And it's down the Jersey Shore and it's been going fairly well. And, you know, it pays $15 an hour, $10.99 independent contract, or roughly $15 an hour. You get these two hour blocks and you can deliver as few as one package, one delivery, and as many as about 50 uh, packages and 12, 15 deliveries, right? And with the tips and everything, it's pretty good. Well, yesterday, uh, I showed up for my uh, showed up a little early for my six thirty shift, six thirty to eight thirty. Checked in using the app at six fifteen, and uh, you know I entered the building. I thought I had all my my delivery route, but all the it must have been the the bags weren't ready. So uh, I stepped out because it's a crowded area, you know. And there are these shoppers that are walking through the store, and then they bring it over to the area where we pick up. So. I exit the store and I see this guy. His name is Mike. Uh, he's another flex driver. I had introduced myself and he had two carts that were full. So I opened the sliding doors, right? They're the metal frame sliding glass doors. Think of the doors that when you walk in the automatic doors in a grocery store. Well, that's closed to the general public. It's only for Whole Foods team members, right? So, so uh, you have to slide the door open and then slide it closed. There's no handle for it, right? You know, there's that key lock. So because the guy had his hands full, I opened it up for him, let him out, and as he passed through, I closed the doors, and I, they're not on a track, or they don't seem to be on a track. And they, they even open outwards and 
slide open or close together, right? I had closed it maybe a little too fast, and so I put my hand to kind of grab the door so the two, like the metal frame wouldn't slam next to one another, right? And the glass shatter, right? Like so, but what I had done was I didn't catch the door and I got the my right hand, three middle finger, the middle finger, the ring finger, and the pointer finger caught in the middle. And it's, you know, it, I was like, this, that's smart, because I'm an old white guy from the 50s, and, and it, it hurt so bad, and it was like, fuck, and I just kind of grabbed, you know, reeled my hand back, like, kind of put the, the palm, put my right hand, like, almost in a half fist, and, like, covered it with my left hand. I did not see any blood, didn't know anything was happening. Next thing you know, like, blood is spit, like coming out of my finger one of my fingers many i don't even know almost like a saturday night live sketch you know when they've got like the blood tube that's what it was it was like and it, it wasn't that bad but there was splatter and i'm like ah fuck like god damn. and i was just gonna kind of just walk it off and go like god damn okay and then and then i looked at my fingers and the fingernail on my middle finger right middle finger was just sitting there just askew just on top and i'm like oh God. And then next thing you know, I saw an actual Whole Foods employee had seen me, and he had seen me one or two days before. And I, he, he was like, "Are you okay?" I'm like, "No, no I don't. I, I don't think so. I don't know." And then I said, "Do you have a first aid kit?" Of course they do, right? So he takes me to customer service, which is right there in the open of the store, and I've got like blood. And he gave me some paper towels. I'm kind of trying to wrap it. And but blood is coming out, and I'm like, and as I'm standing there in front of the customer service, I, I tell this lady Nancy, I'm like, I, I don't. There's no real room for me here. I don't really think I should. I'm trying to be discreet, right? As they're doing their job, there are customers around. I don't want some little kid to see me with the blood. You know what I mean? They're shopping. It's a whole thing. So, she called for a team leader. Team leader came. Uh, one of the managers. I ended up going into a back office. You know, and and sitting in the office, wrapped it up in the whole thing. They took information. I was like, I was, I didn't even have a chance to Google how this works, workers' comp, what's going to happen. And then uh, I, you know, they said, can we get you an Uber? Are you okay to drive? Because I said, I'll just take myself to uh, an emergency room. It was like 6.30 at night on a Sunday. There's no urgent care, right? And a lot of times they'll just send you to an emergency room anyway because they're not really equipped to stitch it up. So and and I had noticed at one point that the skin at the tip was like pretty cut, like like almost like split, you know, and and so um, yeah, so they did their whole thing. I did my thing. The guys were nice, but it did happen on Whole Foods property, right? And so there's that. But every Google search for Amazon flex drivers, anyone getting injured on the job, uh, not covered. So, really? yeah, yeah. And again, it was it may be a little different because I was on Whole Foods property. I don't know. I'm not really concerned about it right now. I just I just knew at that moment as much as I wanted to like complete my shift of like 33 packages to like 10, 11 people and make the roughly 100 before taxes, you know. Um I because with tips and everything, you know. And uh and so I called the Amazon Logistics through the app and tried to have them release the um, the block so that some other driver can pick it up, right? Um, and then I just sort of went on my merry, not so merry way, uh, and was going to drive to a f- uh, an emergency room real close, but I ended up going the one closer to me. I ended up doing an extra 15 minutes of driving so that I could land close to home. You know, and because I was going to have to wait anyway, regardless of which one I went to, right? So check me in quickly. 
you know, and I was in the hospital for about two and a half hours. They uh, cleaned it up, took x-rays, tip of the finger is broken, and they stitched it up. And, and now I've got this splint on my finger wrapped up, and it looks like at the tip of it there was still new blood that's dripping, so I might have to unwrap this after we record and clean it up a little bit and then rewrap it. So it's fun. I, I, it is what it is. I mean, you know, I can't change it. Uh, and I and just Jeff, drop, yeah, I don't know. Jeff Bezos is not paying for it. I, I, I'm going to guess that uh, the Amazon uh, company and uh, Jeff Bezos is not paying for it. Um, so I don't know. I'm thinking maybe lawsuit and uh, maybe I will uh, have a piece of Amazon uh, for a, uh, a hangnail. Maybe. You know, the, maybe they'll probably happened. offer you as compensation. You'll get a, a case of Whole Foods mango scented band-aids that Did normally it, it, cost like $27 each. <laughs> that's fantastic. Where did those come from? I can't wait. That's exciting. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I mean, I, again, everyone was very nice. But even, even after I left, I was checking out of the hospital, walked to my car. I get a phone call. And it's a number I don't recognize, but I decide to answer it anyway. And it's this guy, Michael. And Michael is a some sort of team leader manager for the Amazon logistics team. Like, I don't know if he's an employee. I don't know if he's a 1099. I've seen the guy. I've interacted with him. But for the most part, everyone's doing their own thing, right? It's like it's this sort of almost well-oiled machine where the shopper has their job and they've got their lanyard and they've got their a phone with an app where they shop and scan the items and make sure it all matches up and then it gets put into the system and this guy he checks those people I, it's really everyone's just doing their own thing right but nobody told me how to do my job i already knew how to do my job because i watched videos and you know and so i say hello to everyone and i'm friendly to people but we all have masks on and we're in tight a tight space you know you know there are shoppers putting bags in the in the refrigerator, freezers, and on the shelves in this area while drivers are pushing shopping carts and trying to take them out and scan them. It's a very weird, yeah, it's not, oh, it's not a great system inside this Whole Foods. Hmm. It's not perfect. And again, I'm not saying I have a better way, but I like to try to understand things. And the door situation, again, it was just a stupid thing. I was, I was you know, being a, a nice guy and trying to help this guy, I won't stop doing those types of things. And it's just, it's just it's a moment I can't change. And it sucks. So. Can't take it back. I had a, uh, yeah. I had a less, uh, less exciting week, maybe, in a way. Well, maybe not. I, there, was, there was like three things last week that I did that uh, I had, I've never done before that were uh, were all sort of uh, sort of interesting and in their own way to me uh, I, I had a covid test last week oh yeah how'd I, that go um uh, well yeah I, I also um I, I went to a protest rally wow and uh, I paid uh, I would guess sort of movie theater prices for a first run movie at home so I did all those three things uh, and okay more. so where we where should we start um uh COVID-19 test. Uh, where'd you get tested? Did you have to pay for it? Your health insurance company? And what were the results? Uh, so I, I'm negative, which uh, I, I don't know. I don't Antibody know I, or, or, or you see, that's the, the test that's to the see thing. whether or not you had it? <clears throat> the tests that they're giving in Iowa are only will only tell you if you have the live virus going on right now, if, you, if, you're, if you are right now infected and sick. 
It okay. doesn't tell you if you have had it. It doesn't tell you anything about the past. It's not like that serum test thing that I've, I've heard exists. Uh, I am starting to get, um, I'm starting to kind of go down the road a little bit of conspiracy theory a little bit here with this uh, testing uh, hocus pocus having gone through this thing um, because I think those tests, have you had it thing, should by now, come on, fuckers, that, that should exist. Um, and I'm not sure why it, why it doesn't, number one, and, and if it does exist, I'm not sure why they're being held back to the general public. But that, you know, that's a whole other thing, a um, whole other can of worms. But um, So it, it began uh, on Monday. I went to the doctor, and uh, just I had a dumb, dumb thing that I did that I let them do at the doctor's office. I had a, just a general physical, annual physical, which I was eh, about sort of going to. I almost canceled it. But uh, this GP, general physician guy that I go to, he's a little hard to get into. And if you miss a year, uh, they threaten you that they're going to take you off their list and you're going to have to find another GP and all that stuff. So they're trying to keep their, their patient list active and, um, and all of that sort of stuff. So I thought I'll go. You know, they've got the, the stuff in line that, that uh, lets you know that uh, you're, you're going to be safe and protected. And they, all of that was there. But what, what was dumb about it was they said, okay, you're over 50, so you should have, you should have this shot. You should get this, uh, this vaccination, this thing called Shingrix, which is the shingles vaccine. Now, the only thing I knew about the shingles stuff was I remember way back in the day, David Letterman got shingles, and uh, he... Uh, he missed like two months of his show when he had shingles. It was I remember him describing it as this yes. horrible experience that he went yep, through. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was the I, most, he said it was just so painfully almost committed suicide. I, I don't, I, I vaguely remember that. I call, I think I refer to it as adult chicken pox. Adult chicken pox. Not yeah. exactly. I could be wrong on that. But my dad, I believe my dad had it many years ago when he was probably in his 40s. Yeah, they say it's not good. So I think yeah, they're telling me this, and I, I don't have. Uh, a, I didn't even have my phone in my pocket. I'd left my phone in my car, so I didn't have any way to really. Uh, and, I, and if I would have, a if I would have asked side effects or, or what's the what's the is there a downside to this? Probably they would have given me an answer, but I didn't even ask. Sure, sure. Uh, Do you trust medical professionals typically? Unless pretty it's much. Crazy? Pretty yeah, much, me too. yeah, 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 yeah. Pretty mm -hmm. much. So you yeah. know, I was, I was not. There were any, you know, I'm not an anti-vaxxer at all, and any of this stuff. Sure, sure. Anyway, long story short, they, they give me the shot. Um, I go home that n night, the same evening. It was probably later in the evening, and uh, I start kind of feeling a little wonky. I start feeling like, uh, geez, I feel like kind of like I got a fever thing going on, you know. And right now in today's world, that's not anything you want to, you want to have happen. Mm -hmm. Well, my uh, ended up the fever thing was spiking at like 102 later Whoa. Uh, late, late at night yeah and I went through like this thing for like 8 hours where fever um, I for a couple days, I had this uh, achy and just all, a lot of the a lot of the COVID-19 symptoms I had mm -hmm. uh, which you know and then I I'd read now in you know after we had all this started, I had read then finally the side effects, which the, the side effects for this Shingrix thing, fairly common, fairly, they say about half the people get some sort of side effect and right. about one in six get what I get. So that's a pretty good number. Um, so I thought they should have warned me about it. But anyway, I'm reading about the symptoms and they, you know, like I said, the symptoms they list, it's like the COVID symptoms. I'm like, well, fuck this. Anyway, so I went in and I got it. I, I went into the state, uh, they have a website where you go through a list of questions and they qualify you to go in and get a test. And they're like, yeah, you can go get a test. And um, I could get it actually right away. It was, it was fairly dystopian because 
you had to drive out to this place where um, they had this giant parking lot thing set up, and it was all National Guard people that were out there. And uh, so they're soldiers, and they they have this big parking lot where you come in first there's a there's a tent that you come up to and there's a guy giving hand signals trying to they want you to show them on your phone that you've got the qr code that they've sent you on their phone and then they want you to show you their id so he's got a sign that says one sign says qr code the other sign that says id once you show that but they tell you to keep your windows rolled up and uh once you've showed them that they let you into the lot and then the lot's got this big curve thing you around well it was raining too that happened to be a, a weird thing with that day it was just coming down buckets of rain and so this guy's standing out in the rain in his uh, his army outfit with a f- shield over his you know face mask thing and it it just seemed very much margaret atwood-ish something that would have been in a in a movie you know if you were you were filming a movie that would have been the right way to do it to freak somebody out about going to some place to get a test and i get in there and the uh the woman at the at the uh actual tent where you roll through that's going to do the test they're out, of course right outside the window talking to you and giving you the signals uh, t- pull the mask on that you've got pull that down so your nose is exposed but your mouth is covered i'm going to roll down the window i'm going to stick this thing up your nose uh it really sounds long very Q-tip. dystopian man it, it was <laughs> it's it was like so fucking surreal the whole pulling the mask down and then st- insert something in your nose yeah and they stick it way <laughs> the hell down <laughs> your nose okay yeah, it's yeah. it's like one of those long ass Q-tips, and it seemed like uh, I couldn't see how far, you because know, it's going in my nose. I can't see how far it's going, but it's the you know she shoves and shoves, and then you think, okay, well that's not so bad, and then all of a sudden, bleh, you know, she gives it another stab, and you know, it's going in a little further. It was it was uh, kind of uncomfortable, but. Uh, yeah, and when they pulled it out, it felt good. Once once it got out, I was like, "Wow, man, that feels a lot better." But um, yeah, so uh, strange, strange thing there. She was also really kind of passive aggressively strange. She she said uh, she had this real sort of voice, and she said, "Well, we've got a lot of people coming in because of all these protests." And she was like uh, <laughs> trying to do some backward comment about the protesting going on. She's a soldier, so I guess she didn't appreciate uh, protesting the way it sounded. Uh, at least uh, that's what I read into her sure. uh, into her message but got out of there said to wait around a couple of days took three days to before i got the results but uh, it was negative and uh, just uh, side effects from that f- from that fucking shot so uh, uh, i'm glad but here's the thing about the shot yeah. two rounds you got to get of this thing i got to get another one and what i'm reading from the literature is that um you could they say the, the side effects you may never get you may get uh, both times or you get might just get it one time mm. uh, so I've had it one time so I guess I don't know we'll see but I've got to get another uh, follow-up shot and I didn't uh, schedule that until October so um, I, well, I hope when yeah. I was when I was in the hospital last night it, one of the things so I checked in pretty quickly nobody in the waiting room I don't know if they don't keep people in the waiting room but anyway uh, uh, you know they took my temperature it was pretty low I think she said it was like 96.8 whatever on the the paperwork checking out it was like 97.5 i think but but uh then i went to the nurse station and there was a physician's assistant in there they're both asking me questions and going through the whole thing and uh they asked me the question when was your last tetanus shot and i don't care how many tetanus shots i get in my lifetime i never know or remember the last time i had a tetanus shot 
It's quite possible. It was two years ago when I on Father's Day and and Kylie, my daughter's uh, soon to be sixteen year old daughter's fourteenth birthday, when I sliced my finger and got the vasovagal, like where my um, heart rate dropped. So anyway, so I I got last night. So I, when I was finally got into the ER, not it didn't take that long. I got the tetanus shot and it was quick. And I can't remember if she gave me one or two shots. Um, all I know is that I woke up this morning and it's like my it feels like someone punched me in my left forearm. You know. Yeah, those um, are those. Yeah, I've had those. Or bicep, actually, bicep. I had right. had one within yeah. the last ten years. Yeah, I can and, say and, and, and yeah. I had one two years ago. And you're supposed to get. I think it's every. They're good for like ten years. And I wish yeah, I yeah. remembered that. And and so because the side effects are kind of nutty. It's like you know, uh, fever. You know, um, there's a lot of things. Diarrhea. You know, pain, redness, swelling, headaches, body aches, tiredness. I now I've got tiredness, and that's about it. I think. And I'll check my temperature after this, after we record. Because I don't feel great, but anyway. So you got so so now you're in the you're not in the clear. You test well, no, I'm not negative. in the clear because yeah, I'm, I I didn't have it last week, and uh, so as far as getting a test that lets me know do I have antibodies, am I immune from it, have I had it before? Rachel was just telling me that when we're in Florida in March, uh, she was reading this article from somewhere that's saying that they have now determined, uh, I haven't read the article yet, but they've now determined that, uh, that the COVID was actually in Florida in December. So there, there oh, were people yeah. sp- spreading it in December, and we're the, you know we're there in March, kind of thinking we were edgy being there sure. when we were there that it was just getting started, and you know, and maybe yeah. you know that oh, sort of I mean, thing. It was very likely in New York and New Jersey and California, yeah. and Washington State at that point. You know, it just, and, and you guys are still locked down, correct? Because I read the New Jersey governor said we're, we we need another month of lockdown. Is that is that where sort of at? sort of so. Uh, yeah, I think today, uh, which is when we're recording this, is Monday, June fifteenth, fifteenth. Yeah, and uh, we are. Um, I believe that some stores that were non-essential businesses are now reopening beyond um, beyond curbside. So, like, I want to go to um, uh, Roadrunner Sports, right? Because I, I bought uh, sneakers online. Well, I actually want to go in there and try on the sneakers that haven't shipped to me yet and make sure I got the right size because I joined the VIP. So I haven't done it yet, right? Um, so I'm not sure how that's going to work. So we're sort of slowly opening. I heard a story that Asbury Park, which is uh, down by the shore, you know, uh, Bruce Springsteen has that song, and it's like this yeah. place that's like been really... Whole, has, whole album, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he had that album. That, 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 but it, it's really turned around. It used to be very corrupt, but there's a lot of business, a lot of restaurants. And I think that in Asbury Park, they're opening up restaurants, not just outdoor seating, indoor as well, like to 25% capacity of the fire code or whatever. And mm-hmm. I heard Governor Murphy speaking up against that. Now, I, I don't know what that's like. Um, you know, uh, so so it's sort of, yes, under lo- but it's not full lockdown. And if you were to go to the Jersey Shore and the beach, you would never know it. Were it not for seeing the occasional person walking with a mask, you would not know it. Right, so because the summer hasn't, while the summer started, uh, hasn't officially started. Memorial Day is like usually the kickoff, and in these beach towns, I don't know how crowded they are at this point, but I think that rentals start, and there are lots of kids and hanging out and partying and doing their thing. You know, like they can't go to a bar, but they can still get alcohol and drink at home and do their thing. So, at least again, very superficially, very anecdotally, it looks like 
there's not a problem. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I you, wouldn't, you wouldn't know there's a lockdown. We've kicked everything open here. There's there's no no rules. It's uh, it's whatever. It's whatever. You, I guess not. yeah. They've they've just kicked mm-hmm. the whole thing open. Yeah. Now I think that most of the restaurants and people like that are are uh, you know we haven't gone to a restaurant. Uh, I read this morning that the restaurant uh, is still they're saying is the worst place to go as far as uh, that's going to be your highest transmission. Uh, yes, for transmission. That's your why is that point of contagion uh there's just way too many surface areas that uh, could possibly mm-hmm. cause that there's too many people involved in the whole chain of getting that thing cutting it up getting it in your mouth uh hmm. preparing preparing it all of that the whole thing hmm. they're saying stay the hell away from from restaurants really? yes so it's worth the, the absolute worst place you can go is what the article said um well, where do, uh, where's that uh, article i don't, I don't know read it. I, was I, it a I local can... article or no, no I'll something uh, no 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 uh, and uh yeah. so um I'll, I'll see if i can find it i can send it to you but yeah. uh yeah I, I don't know like i said wide open um i did go to the uh i went to a protest rally on uh, i guess that was saturday yeah it was uh there's a park about um a couple blocks more where i live and the uh, protest rally was being held there so we were gonna we actually had plans to go to something else there was a uh, a, a couple that we uh, lived down the street that uh, had been uh, were kind of like i think they put us on their list of they're fairly uh uh, they're fairly worried about the the, the, the the virus stuff and all of that, and they're playing really hard and fast by the rules. They're, they're mask wearers 100% of the time, that sort of thing, right. uh, almost. But they've are decided... They, well, how old? I'm curious. What age range are they? Are they in their 50s? Uh, they 60s? are f- just about 50. Okay. Right? I'm just, just curious. Uh, yeah. I mean, not that it makes a difference, but I kind of think I understand Cup. a little bit more if yeah. you're over 65 because you've been told that you're more vulnerable. No, they're a couple years older than you, uh, and okay. uh, they're they're uh, but they're they're of the very liberal persuasion. So, I, and if we're huh. if we're if we believe what the what the media is telling us, uh, it's the red states, blue states, red mask, blue mask. No, it's a no mask or a mask is what they're what they're convincing us is true. I'm not sure that that's the case. But <laughs> I live in a purple uh, state, and I'm kind of right in the middle. Yeah, that's uh, where I'm at. You know that's what I mean? Like, like I mean. I, I, as far as the mask goes, I mean, when I go into a crowded place, whether they have the rule or not, I am going to wear the mask. If there's a store, you know what I mean? I'm just going to do it. Yeah, that's kind of where I've and, and, yeah. and, So anyway, but uh, and when yeah. I run and I'm exercising or walking, I don't wear the mask. I don't no, even bring it with no. me because it's my intent to be outdoors, and I'm very mindful not to go near people. So if it's that's six what I feet, do, same thing. I do yeah. at least 10 foot, try to do 15, 20 feet across to the other sidewalk. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know that I'm reasonable or right. I just, that's how I do it. Yeah, everybody's different. We got some. We have some uh, neighbors up the street, and uh, my dog got out y- yesterday and uh, uh, was trying to look for the dog. And uh, they were out. One of their kids uh, engaged me, started talking to me. A little girl. She's about. Uh, she's probably about five years old. Cute, cute little kid. Uh, anyway, uh, and uh, I didn't want to. Okay, when when she starts asking me. The little girl says, "What's going on? What are you? What are you?" Because I was calling the dog's name, and she said, what, "Who are you looking for?" I realized I'm standing here by this little kid, and her parents haven't walked around the side of the house yet. And she just asked me what's going on, and I was going to say out loud to her, "I'm, I'm looking for my lost dog, cutie." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I didn't want to say that out loud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really didn't. I was like, uh, "No, no, no!" And that's my white van right over there. Yeah, right. And, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Didn't want to do that. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, 
yeah, create factors there. So I'm trying to just to talk to the little girl a little bit from keeping my distance. And then her yes, parents come. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they come walking around the side. And her uh, father I've not met yet is this uh, nice guy. He's, he's British. His name's yeah. Martin. And uh, yep. so Martin's over there, and he's, he's uh, talking me up in, in, in British. And uh, he's kind of, it sounds to me like, a, uh, you know, and I know you've lived in, in England. Uh, I, yeah, I have I not. Lived but, in London but, for a short period of time. Yep. Yeah, but he, he doesn't have a real formalish sounding accent, and he's not Cockney, so he's kind of somewhere a little bit in the middle there somewhere, so yeah, I think yeah. he seems pretty cool guy. But he's, he's, he's real chatty and stuff, and, and I'm like, oh, great, got a good good neighbor here. It looks like this guy seems like he's he's pretty right. cool. And yeah. uh, he just comes over and shakes my hand, gives me the old hand pump, and I'm like, okay, well, this guy's really? not worried. Yeah, yeah, not worried about it at all. And for wow, a minute, I, I, yeah, I'm not I'm not there. I'm not there with... I'm uh, not either. I I'll, felt, do a, I'll do a virtual... Like, like uh, elbow bump, I was or, or a yeah. pun, a, like a virtual, like like not when I say virtual, I mean like from a distance. I'll be like, yeah, yeah. And like acknowledge that I'm, we're not we're not touching. Here. Yeah, I was almost there. I was all, when he was coming over. I thought, should I try to go there? But I thought, screw it. I'm going to shake his hand, but I'm going to make sure. I don't touch my face, and when I walk back in the house, I'm going to immediately wash my hands, which I did. So uh, I, I was at least mindful of that, but I shook his hand and talked to him for a while. Um, anyway, so, um, you know, people, everybody's different. But uh, so, yeah, they, they, these we were with these people at our house, the, the ones that are, are really mass conscious and all that, they didn't mention that they were going to this rally thing. I guess they were trying to... Not feel you out, or just uh, no. I'm not sure what. I think they just uh, are of the mindset that let's not talk a lot about politics or whatever. They don't sure, know sure. necessarily yeah, about sure. it, and I try to avoid a lot of it too because I don't want people to get upset about whatever. And I, I know I have a few friends that I'm, when I talk to them, that's the first thing that's going to come out of their mouth. And mm. um, if whether I agree with them or not, I, I still sidestep a lot of things, thinking you know. Um, well, you know, whatever. I, I don't. I don't want to. You know, argue with anybody. Anybody. It can anything. downward spiral quickly. I don't know that much yeah. comes out of it. It's sort of right. Uh, you, right. You know, right. either you're in the echo chamber, or you're not. And then there's, it's yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, especially if you don't know one another well, it could easily get misinterpreted. Yes. It's easy to say, it's it's easy to say something that's not understood, or maybe they didn't even listen to you because they made assumptions about all other things you believe based on the. You know, there's so many reasons. Not and right to now, talk about these things. And there's some stuff now that there's probably even more nuances than ever. I and agree. I'd, I agree with that. Yeah. So and I'm so I'm like we, they kind of avoided it, but then uh, they left, and we're like, hey, what, what do you want to do? It's like go do something. And I was like, hey, let's, let's go over that rally. Let's just go over and see what it's about. Let's just where was stand. it in Cedar Rapids? Yeah, it was a block away at this park, like literally two blocks. We had to walk, mm. and and you couldn't, we couldn't have. <laughs> You know, you're like it's like yeah, it's right around the corner. Well, we'll check it out. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I don't have to go to any effort. Some people drive three hours. Yeah. You hear there's this thing in the park in Cedar Rapids. I need to be part of this. And then, yes. and then you're like, yeah. Yeah, it's two blocks away. Let's just check it well, out. Just, well, that's actually what happened. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was so, going to ask if you yeah. if you're one to protest, or if uh, you ever have, because I I don't believe I ever have. Well, maybe, maybe. No, so we get there and they're having speakers in the park, and it's uh, it's pretty. Uh, it's pretty. Uh, I wasn't I wasn't uncomfortable about much. There was a, there was a few guns around that I would have uh, could have lived without. There was uh, there was uh, some uh, dudes uh, that were trying to make a big deal out of the uh, open carry thing that you can. You guys do, have I guess. open carry? Yeah, I guess. Uh, you I don't guess you just didn't even. Well, you rarely see it. Every once in a while you do, sure. but you, you you rarely see it. Every once in a while you do, but there were there was definitely some of that going on. You know, mm -hmm, it's like mm -hmm. some sort of militants with guns and that kind of thing. And I was like, 
uh, okay, but what you know, it wasn't. How many? How roughly? How many people were there? Uh, a, around a thousand ish. Okay, and 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 uh, it, was it a, inside the perimeter of this park? It started on the inside of the perimeter of the park, but then they announced that they were going to walk. Uh, down the street, and uh, they're going to take this street, which is kind of a main thoroughfare that's a that's runs almost by my house. Uh, so they were going to go uh, down the street, and they were going to take it down to where the unofficial start of the hood in in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, is. And I thought, well, that's just a symbolic place. They planned to to uh, end end the, the the march when they get to that point, and that maybe makes sense. But they ended up taking it further. I guess um, we didn't wa- walk that far along the route when they did that but um they took it further down and then they all laid on another street that's an even more main thoroughfare they laid on the street for eight minutes and 47 seconds or oh wow yeah that kind of now, thing now when when you said they moved it the location uh were there leaders of the protest were there yeah. phones and was there Speeches. a police presence if so how much of a police presence I didn't see and initially I didn't see police even though there were like yeah. I said there were guys obviously packing packing heat there were guys walking around with guns um, yeah. and those guys <laughs> were not police um, yeah. uh, what was the makeup of the crowd predominantly white I assume it is because it's Iowa but I don't know yeah yeah so I would say there was probably I'd say there were more blacks there than or um, or, or uh, people of color than are represented in Iowa as an average percentage right. of the population, but it was still more white than than anything. Right, right, right. Um, and were there? Yeah, I mean, was it loud? Were there chants? Were there was it, it there, yes, organized? Loud, and there were chants, and and it was it was strange to me because they okay. Uh, and just I don't know it's PTSD or something, but uh, and I've watched uh, I've watched uh, one particular movie too much. They were like uh, every once in a while somebody would get done speaking and they would they had these guys that would pop in and do these these callback kind of things, you know, trying to get people, you know, like like uh, hype men. Yes, they were hype men. Right. Right, yes, yeah. exactly. So they would, you know, some guy would pop and he'd go, "Say his name," you know, and they, so and everybody would ch- chant. Almost everybody, except for me, uh, would would chant. They they knew that it, you were supposed to at that point say George Floyd, right? Right. Yeah. Um, I when they said say his name, it almost came out of my mouth. I was almost was saying Robert Paulson, because um, it was my. I was just, it was, it seemed very much like Fight Club <laughs> to me. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 as much as I love Fight Club, I don't even know. Yeah, say his name, Robert Paulson. Yeah, yeah. It um, seems to become very surreal a lot of, uh, in a way, like, and I haven't yeah. that. I went to Occupy Wall Street many years ago, but it was toward the right. end of it. You know, yeah. I was in town and I wanted to, we wanted to check it out. But um, more for curiosity than to participate. Yeah, so there's the I Can't Breathe, you know, the callback, the yeah, Robert sure. Paulson. There, there were, or not Robert Paulson, <laughs> George Floyd. There are other ones. When you when you go to church, when you've gone to church, yes. do you uh, repeat the things, you know, like, peace be with you, also with you, Lord be, you know, like, Lord hear my prayer and that kind of stuff? I don't know. I, I grew up Catholic, so those are the, some of the things I remember. It's hard not to if you're at a, you know, if you're I, at a church because yeah, I you know, mutter, stuff I gets, mutter very quietly when I used to go to church. Yeah, that stuff goes goes uh, into your into your subconscious, and, and that's mm-hmm. it's weird too to me. I've had this, I've had this strange religious epiphany thing this week where. Um, 
you know, there's the the idea where you know, you're seeing the, and I saw those signs on Saturday. There were there were, you know a lot of those where it would say you know uh, silence is violence and that sort of thing. Like you know we're supposed to be making some sort of a uh, some sort of a uh, statement, a public statement or something like that. And uh, and that was kind of addressed, I think, uh, pretty well with uh, Dave Chappelle kind of got into that a little bit. Um, I don't think anybody's coming by and saying, did uh, did uh, some guy from Cedar Rapids, uh, nobody's going to knock on my door at some point and say, you know, what's your social media stance? Uh, I don't think anybody really gives a fuck, uh, as Dave Chappelle pointed out. Um, uh, so anyway, but, but from a religious angle, what I'm getting to is that that idea when you say, you know, you, you, uh, you, you know, you have this, uh, you have this guilt thing and you have this, uh, not only do you have the guilt, but you also have uh, uh, this, this additional guilt, uh, the guilt of all your, you know, your forefathers, all of your relatives. Well, he, to me, he, that's, yeah. And, uh, what I was going to say was it's, it's being a, a recovered Catholic and trying to get away from the idea of original sin and feeling guilty about something that you're not sure about sure yeah. I, I, I gave that up a long time ago and to get right, me to yeah. embrace to get me to embrace did, that did you give it up for Lent okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. yeah I, I'm with you I'm with you on that one and I like even on some of this and not so much the protest it's just uh, there, there are certain things. Um, I think there's like the the Democrats um, wearing the kente cloth stoles and kneeling, yeah. you know, a, a, at the Capitol Visitor Center, and needing it's like help, and it's help with this up. earnestness, and it's like it, it, in my mind that bullshit is no different than Trump fucking holding up a Bible. It yeah. is the same yeah. bullshit, right? Yeah. It is like, I mean, because if you think about it, not all persons of color, not all black people in this country are African Americans or of African, directly of African ancestry. They're Caribbean, you know, whether it's Jamaican, West Indies, et cetera, exactly. et cetera. And at the same time, many white people, and not all law enforcement, but some law enforcement, will look at those individuals as just black, one way, one thing, not different cultures, whatever. So it's really missing the mark, and it's rife for just satire and ridiculousness and this bullshit gesture and optics that's really not helping. It's, yes. it's this bullshit moment of earnestness that is bullshit and whatever and it's and this is not something that can be dealt with in a fucking meme a sign i'm okay with the protest i totally get it it's not something that's going to be resolved and if this back and forth it just i'm very frustrated by that side of it right and it's it's not social media's fault necessarily it's not the news's fault it's not trump's fault one it's a bigger much bigger thing denying it is one thing going back and forth with this video that supports your viewpoint not yours but my viewpoint your viewpoint back and forth back and forth it's like time out Black Lives Matter, I get the people that say, no, they all lives matter. But at the same time, you're missing the point, not the yeah, point of yeah, that yeah. movement, but what what happens, you know, what has happened to some, not all, right? Everyone has a different story, a different sure, background. Yeah. But it's just like you can't pretend it doesn't happen. The the Hollywood, these actors with this black and white video and their earnestness of doing that, totally off, misses the mark. You're not... You're it, you're in this weird echo chamber, and even people that support her are like, "What the fuck are you guys doing?" Right? right like, yeah. For me to talk about this in any way that has something to do with me is missing the point. 
right? I mean, I could yeah. share my dumb anecdotal stories, what, what right, right, uh, yeah. this friend told me and their experience, and I'm not going to talk about that friend on the show and mention that thing, but it's I, I kind of want to, but I don't want to. It's her story, and I don't want to mess it up. I don't want to tell it wrong, but it's some of it is really scary. And, and c- friend, so you're missing things. So, so there's so much that's frustrating about it. So, so anyway, so you're at the, you're at the protest. You've yeah. got, you've got your open carry permit types. You're protesting, like they're there. And, and what happens? How long are you there? How long is the protest? And what so, happens? Yeah, we're there. They're, they're giving the speeches and various people, you know, and, and, talking about okay so the nuance thing there's this guy that is a city council uh person he's been around in politics in this city for a, a good long time he originally is a dude that came from chicago he's multiracial uh his father was black his mother's white uh he got up and uh, gave a speech and uh, he's a well-liked guy uh, I think that uh, he's he's done a good job, and uh, you know there's nothing wrong with him whatsoever. He told a story when he got up there, you know, about how he got to Cedar Rapids. To, he came here to go to this small little private college. He's a Chicago kid, uh, and he said uh, he said my father's African American, my mother uh, is white. And he said she's uh, Irish Catholic. He said she loved to drink and fight. And everybody laughed. And I was like, did he say that? <laughs> I'm like, did that not seem ironic to anybody that you use this stereotype against uh, somebody that's Irish, even if she did love to drink and fight? Um, and But that's the stereotypical, uh, if you, you would have said, uh, you know, uh, something about his father that was stereotypical like that, based on where he's from, uh, it would have not come off very well. But, uh, you know... It, it, it got passed over very quickly. I don't think very many people, if any, other than I, noticed. <laughs> I was like, that was weird to me, I thought. Um, it's not a deal breaker, but I was thinking, is in 10 years from now, is he going to be apologizing? Because this, <laughs> this is going to pop up. We've gone through intersectionality so far down through the chain that, that finally Dale Todd, is the guy's name, is he going to have to... Uh, <laughs> Is he going to have to apologize for uh, using a stereotype with uh, with a certain nationality? Uh, I doubt it, but uh, yeah, because I think we're always going to make fun of the Irish, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's who that's who we are. I'm taking I'm taking I'm looking at the guy right now. Dale Todd would rather not talk about himself. Sitting probably uh, Cedar Rapids City Councilman Dale Todd gets shit done. <laughs> that's yeah. LittleVillageMag.com. Uh, yeah, little he village and magazine. Yeah. he does. So I'm he just, does. I mean. He, he he! I mean, the picture of him—he's got a big smile. He's wearing these like uh, wireframe glass, like f- glasses. What do you call those ones that the uh, from the fifties, like that white guys used to wear? Like falling down. Uh, Michael uh, Douglas <laughs> yeah. wore them. He's got those and a giant smile. He seems like a very affable guy. Yeah, yeah. So, but you know, but yeah. Anyway, but so yeah. So we we after the speakers get done, they they announce we're gonna we're gonna walk down the street and we're gonna go down to this this corner and they didn't say anything at that point about laying in the street but i figured that was coming on coming on so everybody gets out in the street they kind of stage at this point a cop car magically shows up i guess they kind of were around the area you know they were close in case probably something something popped off or whatever but mm-hmm. i think police departments are being super careful about what they're doing sure. uh, as far as uh, you know any involvement with these kind of things for obvious reasons and they led the 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 thing down the street they were there in front of it when it went down the street so we marched with it for 
until it was at the point where we could uh, walk over to our house more conveniently. We didn't stay with the whole thing, but mm-hmm. it was powerful. It really was. I mean, there's, it was, uh, it's, uh, it's quite a, uh, quite a movement. And if you think about the fact that these things, you know, uh, have been going on for what, 10 days now or something like that. Or yeah, been, I think a little bit longer. Uh, maybe has it been two weeks? Has it been? Maybe. I think it has. About, I, re- about, I yeah. think it has. Yeah. And it's still going on and they're still doing things. We've passed some laws in Iowa already. The governor signed some some things that I didn't think she's a Republican, and I, I didn't think it was in her wheelhouse to uh, to sign some of these laws that have uh, changed some things about uh, chokeholds and some various things that uh, police departments are not going to be able to do. The city here is also got a list of seven things that they're being asked to uh, to change. One of which is decriminalizing marijuana within the city. Um, whether that'll happen, we'll see. We we had a very high profile case here in town where a, a black guy uh, was. Uh, it was pretty clear when you see that this is a couple of years ago. It was pretty clear to see that the police were were looking for him because there's a really long video of them. Uh, driving around in a neighborhood and then spotting this guy at like three in the morning and then chasing him. And when they chase him, it's only one police officer in a vehicle. He has a camera on the a dash camera in the vehicle. It's night. Pulls up behind this guy's pickup and stops him. The guy does have, he's got like a half pound of weed in, in the truck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, so he's he's got criminal. You know, there's mm-hmm. something going on there. But um, there's a struggle outside the truck when he's trying to cuff the guy. Mm-hmm. The guy tries to drive away. He tries to jump in his truck and drive away. And mm-hmm. this cop, who has been involved in a shooting before, um, the cop pulls out his gun and shoots the guy like three times and doesn't kill him but paralyzes him. Mm. So there's a very high profile case with this going on in the city uh, regarding uh, you know shootings over over marijuana related crimes mm-hmm. and that that went to the Iowa Supreme Court they tried to mm. uh, remove the officer never happened the officer was mm-hmm. found uh, to be uh, f- free of charges mm-hmm. I watched the whole thing like I said from beginning to end a, a couple times how th- how long a period of time is the dash uh, the body cam dash cam all that footage? it's pretty long because it starts with this guy this cop is driving through this neighborhood and he's doing this like grid thing you can tell when he's driving through the neighborhood because because mm-hmm. he drives fast and then stops it he mm-hmm. stops at intersections and looks down the street you can tell what he's, he's kind of he's looking for somebody he's, he's he's obviously looking around and then when he sees the taillights up the street of this particular truck that this guy had that was kind of distinctive it was an older older truck he uh, immediately takes off after this guy and waits till he's about a block behind lights up his stuff and and finds this uh, kind of uh, wide open spot to stop him but um, it to me seemed pretty obvious by watching it that that they were looking for him so the whole length of the video is probably 15 minutes mm-hmm. um, and then the the stop part is maybe a couple minutes. Doesn't take long. He gets out and does this maybe five minutes where he's kind of walks up to the vehicle slowly and got the spotlights out. But he doesn't wait for backup. He doesn't wait for mm. for anybody to try to like get in mm. front of him and block his vehicle mm. or more than one officer to try to de-escalate something somehow with the guy. Um, it's pretty clear that this guy, this cop, is just trying to. He wants to take care of it himself. No. What what was the reason he pulled the guy over? Well, he says uh, that there was a uh, the re- he said the reason for the stop was a tail light uh, uh, mm. a tail light issue. Now, um, hmm. 
that wasn't the reason he stopped him. It was pretty obvious if you watch the whole thing that he's 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 hunting. He's he's looking for somebody. Uh, when he mm. went after the guy, he went after him with intention. You can't can't convince mm. me that he didn't. Mm. Um, now, I, right. I sure sure. That said, I you know I'm not anti-police. I really am not. I think there's a bunch sure, of fuckers. Sure. I think there's a there's a bunch of them that need to be removed, and we need to maybe start over with the way we hire police. Right. Uh, some of them. But uh, that one, I thought, but after watching it, yeah, I was on the, I was on the, right. I was on but the But at the same time, you side. watched that whole video. Yeah. But the um, the thing is, is in the courtroom, you don't know what was argued, what was admissible, what wasn't. Strike. There's so much, right? And I'm not defending yeah, yeah. the police I know, yeah. officer. It's just one of those things where it's just like, well, that seems really compelling. But it's like, all right, what did you miss, right? Because at the same time, that it, I I got no problem with that guy having. Half a pound of weed? I really don't. <laughs> I, I don't either. I, I don't, don't either. care. They right? need to legalize as it. As far as a broken a taillight, you know yeah. what happens when I get pulled over with a broken taillight? Now, I don't have weed in my car. I don't have weapon. I don't do anything. I've got my hands at 10 and 2, but I'm also white. Whatever. And, you know, it's usually a warning and uh, get it fixed and then whatever. And that's right. it. There have been times where they're like, like you know, stop by the station to let us know that you got it fixed. And actually, and I remember that happened to me once many years ago in New York City, and the cop said, yeah, just drive by the station, and uh, just um, it was a headlight, like flash your brights. I was like, really? He's like, no, not really. I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're fucking around with me, right? Because that's the other thing. Sometimes when a cop is joking and they're just a regular guy, they're like, oh, oh right, because I'm like, I'm being like we're in a serious moment but though but th- that's a that's a situation where you're like what like how does something go from taillight to escalation to that guy freaking out that guy running why is he running like so and i'm, I'm saying he's you know it's holy shit how does it get from zero to whatever somebody's getting in a shot relative in less than 20 minutes yeah right right where you know and They've got a lot a of guy, people make poor choices in, yeah, in many most stressful moments. Like that but. thing in Atlanta, they got the guy in a parking lot. There's <sighs> multiple police officers there. They, you know, and it still spiraled that far out of control. <laughs> I didn't watch any of that. I don't know what video exists. I didn't watch any of it. It is. I. I don't fully understand how a guy sleeping in this is what i've heard a guy sleeping i watched in his car, it yeah, i watched okay it. well then maybe you can fill in some blanks how a guy is sleeping in his car it goes from that to the police showing up after the phone call uh the 911 call uh, or calling the police yeah and then getting tested testing you know um as uh, intoxicated and then the then that guy with multiple cops being able to grab a taser right yeah it, it, it's I, well, I don't know that I don't know how it downward he, spirals. He's okay. So they had gotten him out of the out of the vehicle and I had talked to him, you know, pretty extensively. And uh, it was obvious that the guy, you know, he was he was drunk. He was he passed out at the at, in his car, and the Wendy's people called and said, "There's a drunk guy passed out, and you know, you got to get him out of here." One of those kind of things. And it was pretty obvious that's what was going on. But um, when they got to the point where they were going to arrest him, this this cop who it seemed to me was it was a male male police officer, uh, probably a little bit smaller than this guy. Um, went to he's he said you know we're gonna have to arrest you sorry you're under arrest blah blah blah. and they do this quick kind of quick thing and he snapped the cuff on one side and went to grab the other side and the guy just kind of went berserk and he's Mm -hmm. maybe a little bit bigger dude probably more powerful whatever and he started throwing haymakers and just a bam just like that you know Um, yeah i mean yeah the the guy's name was uh rayshard brooks yeah so uh, 
Yeah, I'm looking at the guy now, but it's just a photo, like a still frame of. Yeah, I don't know Rex exactly. You know, sitting in his car, black baseball cap, door is open, right? So, yeah, yeah you know, yeah. I mean, I, again, I don't know proper proper protocol and how it works in that situation. It's well, there know. needs to be something that happens, obviously, uh, in where. I don't, and I don't know what that is, but there needs to be some way to to um, take it from the point where they've determined that you're guilty and you're gonna you were giving you a ride down to the jail now. How that how that happens? How that is? Is there a de escalation that should happen in there, or is this this technique that they've got where they really quickly try to snap cuffs on somebody? Well, when that guy you know started fighting, then it was on, and he immediately it sounded like because they there were body cams but the, the body cams ended up getting knocked off and but you can hear it and you can hear the one cop yell fuck he's got the taser and then very very quickly after that there were three shots um so somewhere in that in that in that uh, transition of determining guilt and getting some, somebody into the into the vehicle safely i there's there's some training that needs to happen it's well, some, well i'm reading i didn't read it but you watched it i'm reading it says brooks is apparently asleep behind the wheel and brosnan the cop knocks on the window to wake him up the officer opens the door and says to brooks hey man you're parked in the middle of the drive through line here yeah, yeah. I mean, so which, which I mean, but but opening the door again. I'm not saying he shouldn't have opened the door, but that seems that seems curious. That seems a little bit odd. I don't. I, I don't. I've never had a police officer open my door. Now I I've never been asleep. I've never yeah, been but uh, if, asleep in. I don't know either. I mean, I don't. I, I don't know. I didn't see the, what I saw as police wise. I didn't really see anything going wrong until that guy tried that quick quick move with the cuff things and to me that was the spot where it just uh, they they were like speaking and they they did at that point maybe you explain to somebody you realize you know this and may yeah, I, don't know. I don't know i don't know but uh it didn't yeah. seem like there was much going on and but they completely screwed up at the point where mm -hmm. where they uh, were trying to reduce uh you know, a reasonable job of trying to, to yes. get him into the vehicle without yep. somebody dying for a fucking DUI. The, the uh, you know, this, this defund the police, the movement being called defund the police, I think is not the best. I, I you know, I don't, I've never started an organization, a group, a protest and named it. But yeah. it's like, it would seem that, um, you know, law enforcement reform, law enforcement training and reform. Yeah. And it sort of is is looking at it differently, so it it's just I, it, it apparently they did this in Camden, New Jersey. Camden, New Jersey is uh, yeah, in South bit. Jersey, just outside of Philadelphia, right? And, right, right. And so, and I uh, did it. They did it a couple of years ago. I don't know the full story, other than that they they pretty much got rid of all the police. Some police were rehired back, but they did a whole retraining thing. I think is more involved. And I apparently I, I I've I've heard the crime may have gone down as much as forty percent, but don't quote me on that because I haven't read anything recent about it. And it's very intriguing that in a town like Camden, which was uh, you know the high crime area not yeah. the best or safest place to be pretty rough pretty rough you yeah. know uh or so i've heard right so you know because you have some areas like that that start to become gentrified in some places yeah, that yeah. doesn't necessarily resolve the crime issue and the right it, that's it, like it, st louis when, it kind of yeah. pushes people out and and yeah. i don't know how it all works and where people go as yeah. property is sold and bought you know whatever but uh you know i don't know i just i just don't know where we go from here especially in an election year 
uh, and you have uh, so many extremes and uh, I, I, I have yet to come across like some sort of intelligent debate or or talking about these things in a way that's not a sound bite, a tweet, you know, yeah, a yeah. or again, just yelling, fighting. Again, I, I know that it exists. I haven't necessarily sought those things out, but right. that's I'm more interested in that and and sort of a dialogue that leads to some sort of I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe it has to be extreme for things to actually start changing. Well, the good thing now with this is there's um, you know, there's a lot of white people involved. And so if we're going to uh, But for how long? It, well, you know, let's, I mean, and again, yeah. it, it, and I say for how long in the sense that okay, at what point do okay, let's say some basketball players are going to start playing maybe start playing basketball in Orlando, right? And be quarantined maybe. Yeah. Right? Maybe not. Maybe they. It's like this is not the time to play basketball because what happens if, if if sports start up and then even if football starts up and the NFL is all behind the movement before you know it, you're concerned about the sport and because you. I'm not saying you, but a segment of the population will be right. People in general, yeah. And then and then it'd be like, well, stop ruining my sport. You know, you should, yeah. it's like it's that go back in your house. Nothing is wrong here. Everything's okay. And then you go back to this status quo. Right. Yeah, so yeah, so yeah. it's like you know who steps up to say we're not doing this. You know, does LeBron is LeBron James still playing? Is he still with the Lakers? I don't know. I think he is. Right. He's still playing. You know, yeah. does LeBron James say I'm not playing? I'm not playing this year. Nope. I don't need <laughs> to. I'm sitting this out. Right. And if you have more yeah. and more, same thing with football. You know. And again, are they in violation of their contract? Is it okay? Fine. But you know what? Fuck you. Baseball players. Baseball players. Union says. Um, we're ready, baseball, uh, and it's just back and forth, you know. But who knows, you know? Where, where, how long does this last, and how long do white people uh, continue to protest? My is theory it really is it really just about a bunch of white liberals that are being supportive because they are supportive of the movement and think there's something wrong, but also it's a Trump thing. It's a this is Trump's fault we don't want him elected we need to get him out of office i don't think it's going to be a normal election season in any way how is that going to happen it's it's going to i just think it's going to be a shit show it is going to be a shit show i think it's a little bit of all of those things probably and uh my theory with the nfl is uh, they're just going to play the whole season on their knees Everybody, there's nobody's going to stand up even during the game it's just going to be they're going to be crawling around on whistles knees. blowing like crazy <laughs> yeah. um which is uh, that'd be more entertaining to me maybe than, than uh, if they do stand up so um which no i it's a, it's a there's certainly some things that are gonna uh, probably uh we will as time uh, marches on that they will that they will forget but uh we'll make some progress and uh and uh shit will blow up again at some point down the road again for whatever reason but it's been a lot, and my I've you know I, you know I like I said I've uh, I've given it a lot of thought. I've I've uh, there's been pl- places where I've changed my mind on on things and the idea about things, and like I, said, I was mouthing off on here about you know people doing virtue signaling and going to rallies when they should you know probably shut up. 
I enjoyed being there at the rally, and I think there's a, a lot of valid points here, and I think there's some there's some room here for the world to become a better place, and I hope that happens. And uh, people should be treated fairly, and whether they're uh, whatever race or whatever sex or whatever uh, gender preference they uh, they decide, uh, all of that, all of that. That's I'm I'm, I'm down with all of that. People being right. nice to each other. God well, damn it. Well, you know, you you have protests, and uh, I don't. How many people were wearing, wearing masks at the protests? Not how many, but roughly, was it the majority? The percentage, was it half? percentage. It was yeah, I would say that the majority of people were wearing masks. There were some okay. that weren't. The the one okay. dude, the one dude that was one of the guys. This guy comes walking by, and he's he's a big dude, and he's uh, he is sweating like mad. And it wasn't that hot out. We've had some hot days, but it wasn't <laughs> right. that hot out. And he's just. But this guy's got this giant ass fucking pistol on his belt and he's got like this bandolier thing uh with i don't know how many clips loaded clips he had a bunch of them on this bandolier thing that he was walking around with and he's just sweating like crazy no mask on and he's like walked by he's like hey he's like he was a nice guy you know but i was like thinking i guess you're gonna shoot shoot the run away i don't know what the fuck <laughs> it's like uh so but most uh, most people were wearing masks the the majority uh, uh and uh yeah, and you know, there's I know there's some coaching going on at some point where people are like, wear a mask and cover your tats because if there's pictures taken and something does happen, you don't want to be identified. So, mm. <laughs> you know, it, it's this um, speaking of gatherings and, and large gatherings is you know Trump is hosting his first rally in Tulsa, Oklahoma, the one that was scheduled for June 19th, the uh -huh. uh, Juneteenth, like when slavery was abolished and how it's celebrated and whatever. And, and so, so he moved it, moved it to Saturday, right? Which I believe is what the, uh, the 20th, right? And the, the Tulsa, uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma venue holds around 19,000 people, right? Now, apparently anyone that attends has to sign a waiver Right, if they were to get COVID nineteen, they can't sue the venue, they can't sue the state, they can't sue the Trump thing. So, you know, and to me, it sort of sounds like when Trump and anyone in his camp say it's okay, it's safe, or whatever, but sign this, it almost reminds me of Jaws. You know, when the mayor is on the beach and he's like, "It's safe to go back in the water." You know, you and first, like, you first. <laughs> it's it's not, and we don't even have law enforcement to tell you that's not a good idea. That's not a good idea. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, it just seems questionable, right? It's while you have the CDC and you still have Fauci and other places saying it's the way to stop this is social distancing. Well, yes, I understand everyone wants to go back to normal, but the less people you are around, the less it, there is potential for it. Social to, distancing, to, unless it's a rally. If it's a rally, then we don't social distance. Well, uh, yeah, and it's like, okay, go to the protest. But even if I, even if I were one to go to the protest, I wouldn't be want to be in the middle of that large crowd. You know what? If there was no pandemic, you know, uh, virus that was spreading, I still wouldn't want to be in the middle of a large crowd. Yeah, yeah, and I think there's a lot of a lot of people that are thinking that same thing. And, and you know, uh, it just it just seems again. I I'm like, I'll be on the outside over here. Hey. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just, it's not that I don't believe that my voice matters. Um, it's just, uh, you know, you, you, I'm going to try to take calculated risks, you know, in life. Uh, and in the future, I will not open or close sliding doors at a Whole Foods for anyone.
that, ladies and gentlemen, is our show. Let's let Mr. Big Voice take us out. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed Unbecoming of Age. Bonus content at unbecomingofage.com. Subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. Find us on social media at Unbecoming of Age. And sometimes when we talk.